This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Audrey Cooper, editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and you're listening to Fifth Emission. Last week, Governor Gavin Newsom said it would be, quote, days, not weeks, before steps were taken to reopen California. On Monday, he gave an idea of just how small those baby steps would be. Joining me to discuss what the governor said could open is Alexi Kosa from our Capitol Bureau. Alexi, the governor allowed some businesses to start reopening. Give us um, the, the, the high-flying view of what he is allowing to proceed. Well, you're right that it's baby steps because this was, while significant, sort of a tease of a tease. Uh, he's basically told the public that starting this week, he was going to allow certain businesses to reopen certain types of retail. He hinted that that could include curbside pickup for stores that sell clothing, books, music, toys, flowers, just in time for Mother's Day, all sorts of non-essential goods. But the exact details of what this is going to mean aren't actually coming until Thursday. So there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some sort of subtleties in there about certain kinds of manufacturers and and shipping that's allowed in order for those retail stores to get their products to the shelves and things like that. But it's not entirely clear yet what that's going to mean. What's definitely not allowed yet is restaurants and malls and all kinds of big places where people would want to congregate. That is still off the limits, and it's clear that it's going to be weeks, if not months, before those places are are allowed to open again. So we know a lot of our local retailers, local small businesses are hurting, but so are the big national ones. Um, some of them clothing retailers declaring bankruptcy today. Is this actually going to do that much to help them, or do they really need to have foot traffic, people coming into the stores? What's, what's the reaction from the business community? Well, businesses have been looking for any kind of path forward and this is the first step that they're going to be able to take so it's something uh they as we've seen during this time a lot of people's uh, shopping habits have shifted pretty easily into ordering online and waiting for things to arrive at your door. So if you can order them and then show up at your store, uh, a store to pick them up, it might not be that much of a difference for you. But it's certainly true that they're going to be needing fewer people to, uh, to, meet this kind of demand that they may not be able to reopen completely and hire back all of their employees because they are just going to have fewer people to serve on a day-to-day basis and fewer kinds of needs to fulfill. They're not going to need someone 
people out there acting as salespeople watching over the floor of the store. They're just they're just going to need people to be fulfilling orders and giving them to customers. Right. And and we know in the Bay Area, at least uh, uh, some businesses uh, started opening today, car washes, golf courses, things like that. It seems like um, every time I see one of these alerts go out over Twitter, there's this collective sigh of, well, great, a golf course is open. And while maybe if you're a golfer, that's a big deal, it's still not affecting real people. Did the governor give any, um, or at least real a, a lot of real people, did the governor give any indication of when the next baby step might be taken? Well, I hate to disappoint the listeners even more, but uh, for the Bay Area, this actually may not even be something that... Um, that people benefit from yet. Uh, this is an adjustment to the statewide order, but obviously San Francisco, Alameda, Contra Costa, San Mateo, Santa Clara, all these Bay Area counties are under their own separate order, which has been stricter than the state order and extends all the way out until the end of May. And the governor is allowing those to stay in place even as he starts to make these adjustments to you know, the very first business businesses reopening. So when we reached out to the counties today to find out what their thoughts were on this, they basically all took a wait and see approach. They're going to make their decision based on the local data. And it's probably not going to be Friday when you see, um, you know, bookstores and clothing stores and florists in San Francisco or Oakland reopening again. It could still be several more weeks. Yeah. So so in this case, the governor's order only affects who? The counties who didn't issue a shelter-in-place order until he ordered it? We're reaching a point where there's this really extreme tension in the state because you've got parts of California up in the very far northern corners near Oregon, uh, where, you know, very few people live and there have been none in some counties, no cases recorded at all, and they really want to reopen. In fact, some have essentially gone rogue and just defied the statewide order and allowed businesses to reopen. Last Friday, Modoc County allowed um, a lot of shops to reopen under social distancing guidelines, restaurants, bars, movie theaters. Um, starting today, Yuba and Sutter counties, which are sort of north of Sacramento, uh, started to allow some businesses to reopen in defiance of the statewide order. So you've got this tension here where you've got places like the Bay Area and L.A. that are much stricter and then rural areas that are are basically about to, you know, rebel. And he's looking for a way to balance that. And so this these steps to allow, um, you know, certain types of retail businesses to reopen are trying to find a balance between those places that, um, you know, that are already doing it anyway, basically, and sort of giving them a a path forward while those places like the Bay Area that feel they perhaps need stricter regulations still can, you know, stay the course if they want to. Yeah, it seems like this is a very piecemeal approach, not only statewide, but even 
Here in San Francisco today, uh, Mayor London Breed threatened to close Dolores Park, which is a large park in the middle of the Mission District or on the edge of the Mission District, um, threatened to close it if people didn't practice social distancing. So as we start to open up some places, we're seeing it crack down in others. What is the state's general philosophy about this? Just let the locals be more aggressive? And is that really in the state's best interest? You know, it has not been the state's approach to let the locals lead the way. Uh, you may have seen last week that New- you know, Gavin Newsom ordered all of the beaches in Orange County closed because he wasn't happy with the way that they had allowed tens of thousands of people to flood to the beaches and hang out all day because the weather was good. Um, and that has led to lawsuits and there's a whole sort of tussle going on there between the local leaders in Orange County who are basically fed up and ready to start reopening things and and the Newsom administration. Uh, he actually announced today sort of an agreement with a few cities that sort of bent to his will a little bit more and they can reopen their beaches under certain guidelines that he's comfortable with. Um, so for the most part, no, he said, we as a state need to go together. We need to move on the same path. But there have been multiple protests now at the Capitol where hundreds, if not thousands of people have show, shown up basically demanding he reopen the state. You're starting to see those similarly show up in Huntington Beach and San Diego, even one in San Francisco last week. There's these pockets of pressure. And I think it's, you know, at some point you have to sort of figure out how you can satisfy people enough that it's not going to turn into something much more severe. I'm speaking with Alexi Kosef about the governor's order today that some businesses might be able to slightly start to reopen. <laughs> Alexi, uh, there's a lot of asterisks there. I want to talk to you more about the politics of this. But first, let's take a break. We'll be right back after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Before we went on our break, uh, we were talking about some of the the stressors and the the frustrations uh, that the Newsom administration has in getting everybody to sort of play by the same rule book. Today, the governor said there was data that says the state could reopen. What does he mean by that? He's talking about the way that even as the number of cases has continued to go up in California, we've seen this pretty stable plateau in the number of hospitalizations and intensive care patients. So it's a pretty good signal for the state that the worst cases, the most severe cases, those requiring, you know, medical attention are are not surging in the way that public health experts feared as this pandemic broke out. And so that gives the state flexibility to start to play around with its restrictions. We can 
potentially allow some of these businesses to reopen. And even if cases and hospitalizations go up a little bit more as a result, there is capacity in the hospital system to take on those additional patients. That's obviously not what they want to see. They want to be careful and do this in a way that won't lead to that. But they feel comfortable enough about how stable everything has been for the past few weeks that they're ready to experiment with these initial baby steps forward. And and what are the what are the politics for the governor? Because you mentioned before there were protests, particularly down in Huntington Beach, which has been historically a more conservative part of the state. Mm-hmm. And t- in the most recent years, it looked like you know this area was going to turn pretty blue and start putting Democrats in Congress, uh, like much of the rest of the state. What are what are the politics at play here in deciding how much to reopen and win. It's so complicated for everybody involved, not just Gavin Newsom, but also the local leaders, because they need to play nice with him to a certain extent to, you know, get the help they need from the state. And just the same way that he's had to play nice with President Trump to get the help that California needs from from the federal government, which is perhaps why for the past two months you've heard him be so complimentary when usually he's out there calling the president a clown and all kinds of things like that. So, you know, it is, you're starting to see this tension really open up between the state and, yes, the more conservative parts of California, which for the most part, happen to coincide with these more rural regions that really have not been hit very hard by the coronavirus. And so they've got, you know, the data behind them essentially saying we should be good to go. And there's that political pressure of the fact that those constituents probably didn't vote for Gavin Newsom in the first place and probably weren't that crazy about his policies and his stay-at-home order to begin with. And and that's starting to converge now to, to create this bubbling up. At the at the uh, protests I've covered now for, for two weeks at the Capitol, seen several hundred people just openly defy the, the social distancing guidelines to converge on the Capitol steps, no masks, you know, packed in there, demanding that he reopen the state while hundreds of other cars circle around beeping, honking in support. And it's been interesting that those rallies feel as much political as they do a protest about this pandemic. You'll see uh, Trump 2020 gear, Make America Great Again hats, and, and all kinds of other paraphernalia that really indicates that, you know, there's there's a real political divide in terms of how much people think the state should be directing the response. It's it's really interesting to me because when I when I speak or I see my neighbors and we are standing six or more feet apart and we're talking about it, it seems like at least my immediate circle is really divided between people who are saying you know, we have to get back to work. Let's open this up. Uh, you know, sure, people are going to die, but that's, you know, inevitable either way. And the people who are so afraid of any loosening of the shelter in place because they're just incredibly fearful. Do, 
it doesn't seem like that always plays out along political ideology, too. So if a county is meeting all of their data, uh, why what's is there a harm in just letting them open back up? Well, you know, there. So I, I should note that all public polling indicates that it's that this, you know, reopen the state you know, is a vocal minority, that group of people. Uh, The most recent polling I've seen shows about 70% of people support the governor's approach so far and going slower. And another, you know, set about similarly, 70% of people are more worried about the state reopening too quickly, leading to an increase in the spread of the virus um, compared to 30% who are worried that this lockdown will go on too long and damage the economy more. So, you know, to be clear, it's a pretty strong majority of people that are on that side. But I don't think that that allows for sort of the nuance of the fact that even people who are worried about the state reopening too quickly may be worried about the economic effects. I mean, we've got record numbers of people unemployed right now. You know, as we're stretching into this almost nearly getting to the third month of this now. I mean, there's, you know, thousands of, if not millions of people who can't pay their rent or their mortgages. I mean, there's just all kinds of, you know, unfathomable, you know, impacts. It's just going to be really hard to sift through all of this wreckage. And I think a lot of the local leaders are, you know, trying to minimize that as much as possible because, the uh, the League of California Cities, for example, estimates that even if everything gets open again by this summer, by June or July, cities across the state could be facing a $7 billion budget shortfall in the next two years. And that doesn't account yeah, for the states. Incredible. That doesn't account for the states having their uh, its own, I think, estimated maybe $35 billion budget shortfall is maybe what we're looking at right now. So, I mean, just the amount of money, the amount of cuts they're going to have to to deal with. I mean, it's starting to get very real for people. And and I think they are looking, you know, they, they are very reasonably looking for a path forward. Even some of these places that have opened, like in Modoc County, which, you know, went kind of rogue and, and reopened on Friday, they still said, hey, if you're 65 or older, stay home as much as possible because this virus would have the biggest impact on you. So people aren't throwing caution completely to the wind, but they are definitely getting fed up with, um, you know, with with the orders being as strict as they are, given that this pandemic hasn't hit in the way we thought it might. Right. What do you expect to come next from the governor's office? They've put forth sort of a four stage, more or less broad plan about how they plan to to move forward. So the next stage after this would be getting guidelines in place to allow things like restaurants, hair salons, and and those kinds of services that will they will have to severely or they will have to seriously modify how they operate. Um, but that's sort of the next wave of things. Um, they haven't given a sense of when that would be. But basically, if this first reopening of retailers and and things like that goes well, then we then we'll get to that next one more quickly, right? And after that, then there's the whole issue of schools to figure out. And as you know, as has been hinted at, they're looking at maybe 
starting things up earlier this summer, potentially as, as a, a way to make up for the school that was lost. But, you know, that's a whole issue that needs to be figured out. And then far, far down the line, we're looking at things again, like um, concerts, you know, sports games, anywhere where there's, you know, big crowds of people, um, you know, that might not happen for, you know, until next year, even potentially. Um, so, you know, in the short term, people can look at more and more businesses potentially starting to reopen in the coming weeks. But the whole plan for how we get the state entirely back open is is many, many months, many, many months. Alexi, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'd like to thank Alexi Kosa for being with me today. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.